Ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of The Essential Eleven, brought to you by Acton Academy and Acton Academy Placer. Today's guest is a guy that I've had the pleasure of knowing for a long time, and we kind of rehash a couple funny stories, man, from our youth. His name is Mr. Michael Brooks. Michael is founder and CEO of GoLance. So, uh, if you haven't heard of GoLance, uh, we're talking about working with freelancers. You know, if you've heard of Fiverr or Upwork, um, that's basically his competition. But I should say, uh, you know, they are not his competition. He's their competition because the dude is crushing it. And GoLance is a phenomenal organization. has a book out called Remote It. Um, but we talk about all things Essential 11 in this. And I think you guys are going to love this. Definitely the funniest episode we have had in a while. Enjoy, Mr. Michael Brooks. Well, then we will just do it because dude is a pro. And get to hang out with my homie, Mr. Michael Brooks. Good to see you, dude. Too, this is twice in uh, twice in like a few months, man. We went years. This is you're officially uh, the person that I've had on here now that I've at least known the longest. I know we had a you know years of of a break, but dude, I've I've known you for no twenty years, probably a little more. God damn. I know. <laughs> I know, go? dude. I know. It Where sucks to think go? you're old enough to even know somebody that long, you know? Youth is wasted on the young, isn't it? Yes, sir. I agree, man. I agree. And what's uh, it's kind of funny, too. So, God, it was, must have been, it was this, I think it was this past summer. And so, um, and we've got some mutual. We have, you know, mutual friends. So obviously we met we met in college at, at Chico State and, and got some mutual friends. One of our friends, Tommy Christie, has his kiddos here uh, at the school on campus, right? And, and uh, rad dude. And Tommy and I were... not me at all. Yeah, man. No, Tommy's a stud. Well, I put He's, you guys... Yeah. Two, I put both of you guys in the same category of two of um, quite legitimately the smartest dudes that I, that I know personally. And I know a lot of people, um, and you guys are, you guys are brilliant humans, but he and I had, uh, gone on this little walk out by his house. And, and, uh, I remember going home or coming to campus after that. And I saw a headline somewhere and it said, Michael Brooks passes away suddenly. And I went, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like there's a name from the past. And so I jumped on like I opened it up to see and obviously it wasn't it wasn't you you'll be glad to know um that it wasn't (laughs) yeah you'll be glad to know it wasn't you but that was like July 20th uh of this past year and so I saw that I'm like damn I was like okay good I'm glad it's not him but I wonder what he's up to and then I bring in I I go on a little dig dude and and I see all this stuff that you're out killing and this article on you and entrepreneur and this book coming out I mean all this all this rad stuff man so you're killing it Thanks, man. Um, yeah, there's like, if, if if I had a format for the show, whenever we when we'd get at it, I would just kind of try to, like, you don't have to be the smartest guy. I appreciate it. It's a nice thing you said, but um, I don't I don't know if it's uh, it's totally accurate. I definitely like to seize opportunity, and I see things where like everybody in the world right now. I feel like there's like a required 15 minutes of conversating about like face masks and politics (laughs) wait is that a thing are those things right now oh yeah yeah it's like uh what's your feeling on masks and that'll tell me what type of person you are yeah yeah and And, apparently it'll also tell you your political party too that's what i hear right right which is which is absurd which is horseshit yeah where like your your belief on how to deal with uh a health issue is tells you what like who you vote for but um but like while the world is fighting 
like uh, there's like a lot of opportunity. Yeah, like we've, we've I've done more this year than I than I think any year of my life, and it's just because there's there's the banks that'll pick up, and I mean I have more direct banking relationships than I've ever had yeah. with CEOs, chairmans of major banks, and like it's like impossible to have these conversations with these people uh, on, on a normal year. Mm-hmm. So. Like seeking and finding these little opportunities when everything else is down, like just pick up phone, like just just make that other phone call, direct the conversation, and that's that's kind of where I that's like that's that to me is living right now. So yeah. like there's there's so many people you can work with, so much opportunity, and people are clenching for that hope yep. of the future and just have it, just yes, be it, dude. Be I was the fucking hope. I was talking to I was talking to a few of my buddies, and and one of them kept trying to bring the conversation back to um, these. I don't know if you've seen these stories about these monoliths or, or whatever you call them that have been found, right? Like these Utah hikers find this monolith, <laughs> right? Did you yeah, see yeah. that? And then all of a sudden it disappeared or something. And now there's another one popping up in like Romania or something like that. And everybody's worried about, so everybody's freaking out about the aliens. And, and so he keeps wanting to bring these conversations back. And I said, the exact, I'm like, dude, cool, man. Way to find another distraction when right now there are so many opportunities in front of everybody. Yeah. There's so many. How's that it's gonna a, put money in your pocket? That's exactly How's right. How's that going to get you the new fucking pool you're That's going to do you nothing. And it's not going to give you any peace of mind either. You sit no. there and wondering about freaking aliens. You got no control over it. It's, a, it's quite literally just a waste of time. And waste of time is a waste of life. So, dude, it's, it's uh, you know, it's asinine. I love that you're, that you're looking at that. And, dude, and the reason I said one of the things, I mean, you're, you're a brilliant dude, but I, I legit remember – the moment. Now you and I were in a store and I'm not going to say what we were doing because we were young. We, <laughs> we, we were young, we were dumb and, and right. we were, we were doing, we were doing young and dumb things. But I remember your conversation with the person at the, ch- in the checkout line at this store. Um, and I remember the way you were, were talking to her and we walked out and you're like, see, if you just have confidence in who you are and what you're doing, it was something I'm paraphrasing, but it was something along the lines. If you have confidence in who you are, everybody else has confidence in who you are as well. And you exemplify, it was some deep stuff for, we were probably 19, you know, like it was some deep (laughs) stuff for around that time, but you had just shown that by example, because we were doing again, some shady stuff we were being dumb, but you owned (laughs) it. I've been full of shit for a long time. You did. Right. And I couldn't fucking prove it to the lady at the store bought it. She bought it. <laughs> but you own but dude, but that's the reality is you know, you know you, you know your abilities. That in of itself, uh, what you showed is an innate uh, genius that I that I think you have, and I've always admired that from you, man. So um, you know, I don't think that's I don't think it's a bad thing. And you can say you're, you know, you can say you're full of shit as much as you want, but over these last five years, I'm pretty sure you've taken this business from, you know, nothing to doing about 76 mil right now. So it's, it's been good. It's been good. I do remember one time you and I, I don't know if you remember this, we were buying beer or something. Huh. We we're in the backseat. We we're like in a car in like some parking lot and some guy started talking to us and we're kind of like, okay. And then he's like, Hey man, you guys like pancakes? We kind of like, what's, where's this going? And we're like, yeah, man, pancakes are great. He's like, why don't you pancake your ass out of here? Do you remember that? <laughs> oh, dude, I didn't until you just said that. Oh, 
<laughs> like we're like, are we? Are, is he making fun of us? Or did, did I miss the point? We we're both like, dude, don't oh, even know how okay, to take that. Oh my god, that's you remember so that, funny, right? dude. Now that you said that, I didn't remember that at all until you said that. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious, man. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, I don't even know. Like, we could probably end the show right there. To be honest, yeah, dude, that's gonna, that's gonna go on the outro to this episode. Uh, I've got to include that in some form. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious, man! Oh, that's awesome, guy. I kind of want to end it right there. Um, so no, so but in all seriousness, so, okay, talk about these last few years, man. I want to talk about Go Lance a little bit before we dive into any of these questions. I want to give people some insight on Go Lance. I want to talk about your book. Um, give us the four one one on on all that, man. Talk about the talk about the company. Okay. <laughs> oh God, that's fantastic. Um, wait, is it recording now? Oh, dude, we're recording. Oh fuck yeah! Yeah. Oh Great. yeah, we've got dude. We're Where on. We're on. We're on, dude. I, I, I thought this was like the pre-call. Oh no, this is the good. This is probably the best part. <laughs> All right. Well, then, then, then yeah, man. Uh, so uh, oh, I had come so off. I'd had a. I'd had a couple of rough runs, you know, and a large of it maybe was becoming because I was too overly confident, right? Which was, and there was a point where everything I touched turned to gold, but uh, some of it turned out to be fool's gold, and I got hurt, and I made mistakes, and. That like, and it was at pivotal times. Like it wasn't just a mistake. It was like a mistake uh, or mistakes. And I actually wrote an article about it called BOSS, B-O-S-S. And I, it's an acronym for business owner success syndrome, right? Because mm. you can come out strong, believe in yourself, be confident, but really be overly confident. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, you know, trust is such an important thing. So I teach my kids. I love what you're doing in school, by the way. Thank I you, love brother. it. I've been you. homeschooling for years. Um, I'd love to. I'd love to build. I'd love to build one of your academies out here in Puerto Rico. Yeah, whatever man. I can do to support that. I mean, the the my kids have their own businesses. Uh, my daughter's crushes it with their cookie business. My son, he's building a little bit long term. But um, but at any rate, uh, so rambling. But yeah, so so like having been able to and in that in in Boston, in that article, like it it. it it kind of showed that as a as a success, in some degree, it when not treated properly becomes a sickness. It's almost like a night out with a glass of wine with friends. Like you can get drunk on it, and it's very dangerous. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times, success, uh, it, it's eighty percent. I mean, I don't want to discredit myself, but I've gotten lucky. Right. Sure. I worked hard. Sure. Don't get me wrong. I've tried to make some good decisions, but I got lucky, and then. Getting hurt and having to reflect and learning what it was like to have to have a decade of rebuilding trust uh, and, and rebuilding relationships. And now, and I, and I try to, to share that with my kids. I'm like, look, the, the, the greatest commodity in, in, uh, on the planet, it's not money. It's not even time. It's trust. Mm -hmm. And trust is abundant. And it's the hardest thing to mine. And the easiest thing, and, and but the most delicate to evaporate. Right. I, you can have trust with your kids, one wrong move, they don't trust you anymore. Yep. Have trust with your family, one wrong move, they don't trust you anymore. Have trust with your your, your clients, your business relationships. So um, after having wrestled with the results of success and failure, uh, I kind of got my, I got my subscription billing company to a place where I was really happy with. I just finished my second book. 
on uh, electronic payments. And I was like, okay, I can keep running this subscription billing company or I could bring on a partner and it'll run and it'll do great. But what, what, what do I want to do? Yeah. Right. Like I've gotten to a point where I'm okay. I could live, I could live well and, and been happy, but it's like, what, and then it wasn't like, what do I want to do? It's like, what, what would I commit to? And so I started mm. working backwards going, okay, I, think I was 35, 35, around 35 years old. I'm going um, 36 saying, all right, well, how long do I want to work till, right? Let's say I want to work for the next 40 years, which puts me around 75 mm-hmm. and then I stop. Um, I like working. So that was an easy commitment for me going, you know what, if I really love something, I can see easily see mm-hmm. like working and building it till I'm 75. And that doesn't necessarily mean being in the CEO. I could step down sure. and look underneath somebody and be happy as a lark following as I can leading. Mm-hmm. Um, but going, okay, so if, if I'm going to work for 40 years, then it's a question of, dude, what, I, I, that's a commitment. Yeah. And then what do I want to commit to? And I love the freelancing space and that kind of clicked. And then I was like, okay, now everything I'm going to do is going to be about being in that space, building that space. And then when you make decisions based upon a long timeline, it doesn't have to be 40 years, but from, that's where it was for me. Mm-hmm. Making a decision on a 40-year timeline, I made better decisions, cleaner decisions, more responsible decisions, and going, okay, if, if I make a mistake here, I'm living with that mistake, yep. right? That's a mistake I'm marrying, yep. right? Yep. I made a commitment longer than most marriages last. Yep. I'm marrying that decision. And uh, I really, I, I really don't know if I want to make that decision. I, I don't think I want to. I don't think I want to go down that road. Or this is this is a higher road. I'm going to do what it takes to get there. Yeah. And that that has that has given me all the different. And now it's like I don't have to make decisions. I don't have to think too hard about whether to do something or not. Yep. I just going to. Is that is that who I want to be in 40 years? Right. Is that where I want what I want to be married to? And that makes that makes my path a lot easier. Totally. And I need that. Or else I'm all over the place. Yeah, no, that's smart, man. And it's the, you know, the the trust factor too that you're talking about, right? If you know somebody is committed to something, there is a trustworthiness in there because they're making those decisions for for the long tail side of it. You and your wife, you are committed, so you are making those decisions for where you guys are going in the future. That inherently builds that trust in that whole model. Yeah. No, that's beautiful, man. I love yeah. I love that you use the word commitment too, and that's a uh, I did a whole bunch of. I was doing a whole bunch of, of screenshots and stuff on the little IG last night, and it was all kind of around com- commitment um, because we had some some youngsters here who had a pretty – one of the things I love seeing on this campus is some pretty in-depth conversations for um, people being as young as they are. you know. And, and I had uh, – there was a group of 9- and 10-year-old girls who were getting some stuff ready for the talent show. you know, And the kids are all putting on the talent show, and they're emceeing, and they're putting the whole, they're putting the whole thing together. And uh, they had called a meeting at lunch. They gave up their lunch. They're hanging out, their recess time to have this meeting because they needed to figure out what to do. There was there was tension in this group of girls that were putting on this little dance. And so they had decided to split because there were you know different ideas of, of where the dance should go. But one of the girls was saying, you know, I, I don't want to do this. Um, because I'm just, I'm scared and I know it's two weeks away and I'm scared. So I'm going to back out. And the rest of the girls rallied around. And this one girl was saying, my mom said, I can go. She said, I don't have to do this. I don't, I don't need to do this. And the rest of the kids rallied around they said, okay, but the problem is 
If you do this, you're going to get yourself in a pattern of not staying with your commitments. You committed to the group. And the kids said that. The kids said this. And I got kids rehashing this conversation to me. This, you know, we tried to tell her, like, if you get into a habit of letting go of your commitments and you've committed to other people, that's a dangerous road for the future. You start to lose trust and, you know, uh, people aren't going to believe what you're saying. And if you get yourself in that habit and not committing to anything, you're never actually going to get anywhere. You know, and I thought some pretty wise words for some young, for, for some young, How old were you? you know, nine or nine and 10. Kids are brilliant. Kids are brilliant. The problem is adults talk to their kids like they're kids. Yep. And like the, the fact is the kids are far yep. more brilliant than adults. Yep. Their minds are moving faster. They can calculate faster. Right. They pick up things. They'll mirror whatever you tell them. That's you right. Treat them like a baby doll. They're going to act like a little baby doll. That's exactly right. And if you give them those outs, then they're going to, they're going to, think that that's okay too if you give them those outs if you go in to save them one of the things we do as parents we go in too early and we try to save these kids rather than letting them navigate some of this stuff and letting them figure some of this stuff out we want these eighth place trophies man and and we're breaking our youth because of that you know we're not letting them fail safely early yeah no i i yeah yeah uh, like i said we we homeschooled for years before that we i feel like we were like like everybody, like the pandemic, like ruined the good thing I had going. Like I had a unique thing. Work from home. Everybody works from home. Always remote. It's been great. Yeah. Homeschool. Been homeschool. I built a classroom in my in my place. Yes, like, you did. Everything's been perfect. Now all of a sudden, everybody's doing. <laughs> everybody's <it>. jumping <laughs> on, man. Yeah. You guys are all copiers just because so, there's a really bad sickness out and there. And I got, I know. <laughs> I got to imagine <laughs> though, with your with the business with the Golance, I it's got to it's probably been good, right? I mean, it's been. I can't it's imagine this has been too bad. It's been great. Like I was mentioning, the, the opportunity of who I get to talk with yeah. and the deals that I get to push through. I mean, we have one going with the country right now that's uh, like, and we're, we're writing proposals for the Ministry of Economic Development, yep. and it's going in the hands of the president. Um, I, I can't say the country, it's in Latin America, but they want us to build a school to teach like, customer service, data entry, executive assistant, and they want to start competing with some of the other business process outsourcing that are on the other side of the planet. They're like, how come we speak, if we can speak English and Spanish, why are jobs going to the other side of the world okay. when we're three right, hours right here. Yep. Or when we're US time zone? And so like, I wouldn't be able to have that opportunity if it wasn't for everything going on in the yeah. world right now yeah and so it's it's delightful there's i mean yes it's sad i'm sorry and i don't want to make light about sure. the terrible things that have gone on but like that's like i didn't live through world war ii right i didn't get drafted into vietnam yep. i didn't have to go to iraq like this i've got a great life yep. knock on wood like i'm pretty pretty lucky guy yeah like every day i'm like yeah it's terrible things are tough for a lot of people like but if you, the the mentality is Dude, my grandfather lived through the Great Depression. Probably my biggest influence growing up was my grandfather. And he lived through the Great Depression. And, like, he retired, yeah. did really well, owned a lot of real estate, like, like did really well for himself. But, I mean, I can think of the multitude of times where he didn't have food. Right. 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 Like, he's just like, like, like I'm not that old. I'm 42. Yeah. But I feel like I have my whole life ahead of me. Yep. And if one thing doesn't work out, I move on to the next. That's or it, if man. I get, yeah. It's, pers- so it's, it's perspective. It's, it's perspective. It's it's a mindset commitment that I think, I don't know what the hell is happening to people today. And yeah. it's 
freaking spat. You yeah. can't have a conversation without someone melting down over something external. And I get people feel terrible about what's going on. People are scared sure. about what's going on, but there's always something to be scared of. That's right. People don't like whatever political side they believe in. I'm not pushing one or the other. Sure. Um, but it, there, there's limits to what you can do there or just commit to it. Yeah, that's get, it, man. Get out of business, get out of work and go commit to to being a life of politics. And I, I actually know one gal that did. She was a flight attendant, super happy with her life, single mom. Yeah. Uh, but she's like, yeah, I'm not happy with what's going on. I see things that I don't like and won't go into specifics. And now she's running for Congress. Good for her. And like, I'm like, there you go. That's it. There you go. Like, like that's someone who's ma making a change based upon what they have. Now, I don't think I'm going to be running for congressman anytime soon. Yeah, yeah. But um, I think you should. Yeah, I would vote for you. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate it. I, I don't even <laughs> think I'd run for class president here on campus. But it's a <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I love that, dude. I love that perspective. It is that fear. I think that's one of the things that you know we've always known. But this you know current climate or since March with with uh, with the elections, with the COVID stuff, it just illuminates how many people live in fear. And, and I just think that is the word fear. I don't, I don't even think it's like anything new. I see people get not. to play over their baseball team. Yep. Like I got a buddy of the, the Giants lost. He would yep. come into work and it was like suicide watch. Yep. Totally. It's like, bro, we have stuff to do. Yeah. And he couldn't get out of it. Yeah. And then to me, this is just another one of those, those games. Granted, this one it's a uh, it hurts a little bit more when people for feel sure, but that's because of the ramification because it, of it. But, but you're like, right. What power? What you you have you have limited power. You either use it or you let it get taken from. You. Bingo. Control the controllables, dude, and and that's all you can control. And the rest of it, you can't let it. Yeah, I mean that's it. You're right. It's the, you know, one of the things that I heard over and over and over again from the companies that I that I'd work with too about these kids that they're bringing in that are really really wicked smart, but in you know, four weeks, five weeks, six weeks, it's like, wait a second, where's my raise? Where's my where's this? Where's that? And if they get reprimanded or if they don't get you know a promotion and they've been on the job for for six months breaking down i mean literally breaking breaking down breaking down in the ceo's office breaking down in the hiring manager's office not understanding what's going on not understanding that you know their job review didn't come back that you're 100 percent perfect and they're just and they're losing you know they're losing their stuff it is an epidemic uh, of uh just weak honestly weak-mindedness yeah you know it is and i think we've lost a lot of perspective um you know, I love what you're saying about about your you grandpa. You sound like a couple of, back in my day. Back in my, yeah, I, I know, dude. I, I know. Like, but dude, you know what? But you know what else it is? It's also a couple like, it's also. I'm thankful for like I remember you know I'm, we're talking about Chico State man and talking about some of these Chico days. I remember there was a time in Chico where I had this little '82 yellow Toyota Corolla with sheep sheepskin seats that I was mobbing. And there was a, a period of time in Chico while I was still finishing up school that I didn't have an apartment. I had no place to stay and I wasn't going to tell any of my buddies. I wasn't going to crash on any couches. So I lived in that little car for a little bit while I was at Chico. I was showering in Gold's Gym, you know, over wherever, uh, wherever that was on fifth or third or fourth, whatever that was. But I was, sh I was showering over there and, and living out of the car. I remember going to Safeway on, on Nord Ave, man, and, and filling up my cart with not 
much. I mean, it was like tuna and beans and going up and having them reject it. And then I'm calling my bank and my bank's like, yeah, you're way overdrawn. And I have to go do the walk of shame and put all the food back in the cart. You know, I remember all that because I was paying for myself to go to school and I was paying, you know, I was working while I was there, but stuff was expensive. Dude, I'm thankful for all of that. I'm yeah. thankful for all that. You get through all that kind of stuff. It's again, it's, that's a perspective thing, man. And I wasn't going to play a victim, you know, and I, I think that's, I think there's value in that. Kids today, that kids today, young people today. Yeah. I don't. I, I do see what you're saying about the mindedness, but like they have their own challenges. They have for their sure. own fights that they have to deal with. They have their own, like they have their own, like they're gonna. This is them going through. I don't want to sound so sympathetic because I'm not. Like it's just part of growing up prospect yeah. yep. process. And I, I look at myself, like I have to reflect and I'm like, hey, you know what? I, there's a bunch of times I melted down that I didn't need to. Sure. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm hopeful for the future. I really am. And yeah. I've seen some, some smart people. These kids are so bright. They oh, have, they're brilliant. They're indigenous to technology. Yep. understand this. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, but no, my, yeah no, my personal they, disdain, so dude, my disdain is more for the for the parents who are leading them in that way, right? If the parents have that weak-minded um, and they're not providing that perspective, like that's where that's where I get fired up and upset because you're right, it's, everybody's got challenges growing up and these kids are, are brilliant and they'll be okay with them. When the parents are leading via panic, they just teach panic to these young people, you know, and that's yeah. where that's where it kind of drives me nuts. Um, but you mentioned... Best, mentioned uh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say you was mentioned say your the <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I was saying the the best the best thing I conversation I ever had with my daughter was we were out on the hammock here. We live in Puerto Rico, yeah. so we're out on the hammock, and uh, she was talking about her coffee business and talking, and she wanted to do it and talking. And she's nine, and uh, a year ago, and she just kept talking about it. And I'm like, uh, you know what? I don't want to hear about it anymore. You just sound like another entrepreneur. Yep. It's fantasizing about having a business that's yep. never going to do anything. Either go make a product and sell a product or or, or stop bothering me because I, it, it, this is just playtime. You're not going to get it done. You've been talking about this for months. She cried. It hurt her. It was a hard thing to say. I never want to hurt my daughter. Sure. I don't want to have any of those feelings. But like she got off her ass. She went, ran surveys, like called a friend who had been on Shark Tank and ran a survey and then mm -hmm. decided, like understood the economics of a coffee delivery business didn't work and then went out and made a cookie delivery business. And like that, those economics worked. And like it, it, it was a, just a, a proud moment, but I, it, it's, it's a risk. Sure. Right. It, it's no risk giving a, a trophy to eighth place. Right? right. There's no risk there. That's right. But 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 telling your nine year old beautiful daughter who's the best thing you've ever created, uh, ever done anything is just just perfect being. Uh, you're nothing. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is you got nothing this is going a waste. on. You're yeah. just playing fantasy. I don't listen to fantasy. Let's go ahead and talk about uh, you know. Barbie dolls or whatever you want to play with. And, and, and that's like treating somebody. And I would advise, I, I, I love my kids. I, some people tell me we're, we're good parents. I think it's mostly because of my wife, but I would advise any parent to push down on their kid and push them in, in, especially in those emotional ways Yeah, to take on more emotional responsibility and, and, and be honest. Hey, listen, you sound like somebody who's not going to do anything. That's right. You know, like it's mean. It seems mean, but there's a lot of kindness in it. And bringing it back to my grandpa, he was very mean, but like I saw the kindness in it. Yeah. In fact, I would go drive to San Diego from Orange County 
and I would pitch him ideas and he would shred them. And then when I was able to explain an idea to a 90 year old guy in a way that he got it and where he actually said it was a good idea, it was a winner every time. Yeah, it was a done deal. No, dude, that's Frederick Douglass said it's easier to build strong children than it is to fix broken men. And that's absolutely the case. And that is part of the way that you build those strong children. Dude, they can handle it. They need that. It's they will see again, you're not doing it to be a jerk. You do it in kindness. You do it in love. You know, a lot of us have played sports. You like you had that tough coach that you knew care about you, but the things he said to you were just ripping you to shreds. Um, you know, I remember yeah. I remember some of the names some of my coaches called, but I know they I know that they cared about me and I'm so grateful for the way they pushed back because they pushed me to take on something that I would not have taken on otherwise. You know, and, and we forget that kids are so capable of that there's a the program that that uh tim and i are launching in january to to kind of mentor these young men um the first book that these guys will read going through this is called do hard things i don't know if you ever read if you ever read that book quick quick read to uh i think they were like 19 year old brothers at the time and they had just um come off running a successful uh political campaign for a candidate i think like in alabama they had you know they've been running multiple businesses and um you know these just just studs and one of the things that they talk about in that book is that the the whole term teenager wasn't even around until the 1940s right before that i mean teenager came out 1940s and so before that it was yeah before that it was just you know, you're, you're 12 and happy birthday. You're th- now you're a grown up. like go, you know, like go do something with your life, get a job, get a job. <laughs> get a job. And there were guys, I mean, there were people getting a job. They were getting jobs at that time. They were going into war at that time. They were going out and living on their own for a you know a week as a surveyor while they're 14. Like they were doing some real work. We forget kids are capable of that. We've just, it's not that all of a sudden in the last 80, 90, hundred years, like our species has changed and we've become you know, uh, incapable, it's our expectations have changed. And we've just lowered the bar for these kids. You know, we've done it in school, we've done it in parenting, and we, we keep lowering the bar. We see this over and over again with acting academies. When you raise the bar, the kids don't just meet the bar where you're, they crush it, they blow through it. And there's there's the opportunity. Yep. Take the blinders yep. off, because if the rest of the world is lowering yep. the bar and you're raising the bar, Dude. the... It's not just a it's it's not a level playing field. Not at right? all. They're they're so far advanced. Exponentially, and they have so dude. Much opportunity. Exponentially. We tell them it's never been easier to be great than it is right now. And that's why these kids are crushed. That's why our kids are getting recruited straight out of high school, you know, and, and getting uh, you know, these job offers that you've got two hundred college grads and industry vets, you know, in all these different fields that are going after and our kids are getting recruited because of that, because of their because of their mindset and the way they're taking it on. So you mentioned mentioned grandpa too. One of the questions here is about mentors. So any other uh, mentors, maybe even in in business or life, but anybody else that you look up to and go, man, this person really helped along the journey. So, yes, not going to mention his name because I've had bad mentors that that mm. weren't necessarily bad at what they did, but didn't. You got to choose one carefully, and don't rely too heavily on them for everything yeah. because sometimes there are people that make bad personal decisions and learn what, like I try to help people. So I, I try to mentor people, but not like full, yeah. like, not like life mentor yeah. for model everything. It's, this is where I can specialize and help yep. you. Um, I've had, I've made the mistake. 
I, I, I try to make my mess, my message as much as possible. Right. Nobody's going to learn anything from the stuff I got lucky or I did well. Yeah. They learn from the mistakes I've made. So the, the mistakes I've made is, is saying, wow, I have, I've learned from this mentor that I used to work with work for. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I took him too much as, as a mentor in all things where I should have said, these are the things that I think are really good about this person. Uh, and, and it was, uh, like, certain things and getting to the heart of an issue. I was able to figure that out. Certain aspects were great, but tying too much of my identity up in a mentor, you get kind of lost, you lose yourself. So um, I've I've had great mentors. Now it's, you you learn just friends, you you, you learn different things from different friends. uh, and, And, and that's, that's uh but but I, i've had people ask me to be their mentor and i'm like dude you've got everything going for yourself yeah, yeah. like you're doing great how about i just become an advisor and i advise In you on a few yeah. things yeah you can kind of bounce questions off and that's um that that i think there's there's such a almost a sponsor yep like responsibility when you take on a mentor and there's like a certain type of relationship and I just don't think it's a necessity. I, yeah. I, I don't think it's healthy. Yeah. I think it's healthy to, to have aspects of mentor yep. advisors is, is at least when you get to a certain point, advisors yeah. are mentors. So no, I, I try I to advise that. people. I love that, man. I think that's a good, a good delay. Cause you're right. Too many people will lock their entire identity up into, into one other person. And that's just, it's a, I think you're right. It's a loser's game because everybody's got areas that they suck at and you shouldn't try to obviously try to try to fully become this other person. Anyways, you know, we uh, talk about this a lot on uh, that think and grow rich, right? Napoleon Hill. And that was the part that I took away from that book the most was kind of building his board of advisors in his head. And so that's exactly, that's exactly right. And I'm actually asking somebody to work on this painting for me. I wish uh, I was going to say, I have the picture I could show you, but I've got like 11 different, uh, people that I've got basically portraits of that are all going to go into one. Um, you know, Patrick bet David. Uh, I don't. I okay. Don't. Um, so we interviewed him a while back and he was in his office and he had this painting behind him and he had kind of all of his, his board of advisors and he had like, you know, a painting done. It was like Warren Buffett was in there and he's got like Tupac in there and he's got right. Because there was just aspects of all of these guys that he liked. And I love that concept. It's taking those bits and pieces um, from different places. Uh, Biggie's on my areas. board. Biggie, for sure. I was dude on the way to school, on the way to school today. I had my, uh, my seven-year-old was in the front seat with me and I said, all right, girl, what are we, uh, what are we listening to on the way to school today? And she's, Kind of thinks for a second. She's like, "Play something gangster, Dad." I'm like, "Dude, that's good, <laughs> good, good parenting right there. It's done." What'd you drop? What'd you drop? Uh, we actually put so we actually put it on Tupac Radio on Pandora, um, and Tupac came on first, but we had some Biggie too. So we always go with the old school. Uh, no, I love that, man. Uh, second question that that came through on this is about self confidence. Now. I'm interested to hear what you say about this. The question is is literally about developing self-confidence. You know, do you feel like you've always been a self-confident person? Um, and, and if not, what did you do to develop that is the way that the question came in. What do you think? Do you think of yourself as a, as a confident person? Were you always a confident person? No. And I think most people that have have been probably like most arrogant people. Yeah are decisively insecure. Yeah. And I think anybody who's like, there's this, there's, 
I, I, I'm probably one of the most insecure people I know. Every day I feel like melting down going, why am I doing yeah. this? I'm not <laughs> smart enough. I can't handle this. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but you know, you, you put your best foot forward. And if you're confident in your character, if you're confident in your decisions, if you're confident in, in, in the things you're doing and that you're doing what, what you think you should be, which hopefully is something good. Yeah. Uh, then, then I think it naturally, that's where kind of confidence that finds the common ground with you. Uh, but, but yeah, no, you could, could I manufacture self-confidence? Sure. Sure. Just like I did back in the, yes, uh, did. the in the grocery store, yes, where I did. convinced them to sell beer or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, there's a, a little magic trick, but, um, well, I was confident we were going to drink it though. You, <laughs> you know, I do, but that's, that's, so I think it's that I, I I don't even know how to put that. You had this, it's a self-awareness though that you had where it's like, look, I know what, I may not be super confident right now, but I know what confidence looks like and I know how to get other people to believe in me. I can believe in myself enough right here to get somebody else to buy into me too. And even if you weren't confident, uh, you know, overall as an individual at that point, I think you were practicing confidence. I think you were shooting free throws until you get to the big game. I think you were you were working on developing that real confidence at, at that at that point, man, I really think you were, you know, I mean, that's, well, it, that's the way I look at it. It comes with ability, right? Yeah, if you, if, if you're, right. you're shooting and you're practicing basketball and that's you're right. shooting those baskets all the time, that's right. then you're going to be confident. You're going to want that ball, yep. right? Uh, two left foot midgets can beat me in basketball, yeah. right? I'm not confident with that ball. I don't want anywhere near that, <laughs> but there are certain things that I, I know I'm good at and it's because I put the work in. And, uh, and I like that. And I'm That's comfortable it. in those, in those scenarios. And there's, there's aspects of life where I want the ball. You know, Michael Jordan always wanted the ball right. because he could, that, like, he taught himself to fly. Yep. Right. Like I, I, they, I, I want to get to the point where, where like the results equal the comp, make the confidence. Yeah. Right? When like everyone sees Michael Jordan flying across the court, putting uh, the ball in the baskets, they're confident in him. He's confident in himself. But that's because he had the results. The more results that you can put up positive, yep. holistically positive, to where everybody walks away feeling like they're a winner, that's where confidence, I think, comes from. Um, if you're doing something good. That's it. That's it. That's exactly it. And those are the, re you know, going back to the kids thing. That's it. Those are the reps we're getting, you know, we do these quests. They have, they have, uh, they have badges and they have quests that they work on. Badges are an individual project. This is just me. These are my goals. This is my personal thing. Quests. I'm going to be, be collaborating with somebody else. And it may be a topic that I'm not even necessarily familiar with. Right. And so we're going to produce something. It's not just we're going to consume information and regurgitate. We're going to produce something in this genre, which is going to actually make us learn it. And we'll actually get to come out and see do I like this? Do I not like this? You know, both of those being being valuable. But that's it. Is every six weeks they have got to put in a number of reps, and some of those reps turn out. I mean, everything turns out great, and they build confidence. And some of those reps, it, it's a failure in all accounts, and that's where they build that resilience, right? And it's it's both of those things, right there. That so I what think are they? These kids what do they do with it? How once you've got the resilience or the confidence, yeah, how yeah. do you? Oh, yeah. yeah. So there, so we're going to, we have a public exhibition. So every six weeks we have a public exhibition of, of work. And so we invite parents and we invite the community and, and these kids are going to present 
or fail uh, at presenting whatever it was that they've been working on, right? And so they've got this impetus to to get in there and put their best foot forward because they're going to have people coming in and evaluating their work, critiquing their work. They're going to get real feedback. Sometimes that just comes in the form of uh, just feedback you know, basic, uh, was this great? Was this not? What could I improve? Sometimes it's that sometimes it's, you know, they're bringing a product or a service to the market. It's a business fair. And they're, the feedback is, do I make any money? Do I lose any money? I mean, it's real world kind of stuff that they're, that they're doing, but it's an exhibition every six weeks. Wow. Very cool. Yeah. Which is rad. So, but that's it, man. It's putting in those reps. So is there anything that you still get kind of, uh, anxious about that you still kind of get nervous about? Yeah. Yeah. Being on podcasts, it's terrifying. (laughs) <laughs> yeah does it really does it does it get does it get you uh some, sometimes yeah. yeah still public speaking public like, speaking yeah I, I i like it yeah. i want that all yeah um i've done i've done a lot of it yeah I've, I've flown, uh i was at a conference for ripple yeah in uh in front of like 800 bakers yeah and i'm like i'm uncomfortable yeah if like a minute and a half goes by and like i don't create a chuckle you yeah. know like yeah, i try yeah. to get yeah I get that i'm going and like it's in front of the 800 bankers yeah so, you need somebody to like laugh a little bit, like that's rocking the house. That's awesome, so, dude. That's so funny. So that that becomes a challenge. I spoke at a international money transmitting conference, okay, uh, a virtual one, um, a couple weeks ago, and I was like, I'm like, all right, how am I going to engage with the audience? How yeah. am I going to get it? And yeah, it's it's nerve wracking. I, I don't want to just like drone on and you know sure. talk about stuff. Like I I like to be engaging. And, uh, hopefully, hopefully I've done okay here. Uh, but, dude, uh, oh, you're, no, you're guy. I, I never worry about you. I would be, I would love to actually, I would love to see you on stage. I feel like you're somebody that, um, would either be a phenomenal speaker naturally. I think you can, or you would, you would, you could get to phenomenal. Um, you're, you're one of those people I think would be, would be fantastic to listen to And banking. It was always one of my favorite industries to speak in. Some of my best keynotes, man, were for like Wells Fargo, Jack Henry, MDT. Um, the I got to speak at a bank out uh, Fort Knox. Um, what? Got to go, yeah. I got to go do that. You got to go to Fort Knox. Fort Knox, man. Yeah, it was rad. Um, some of the best audiences I ever had uh, were were in banking. Some big audiences there. So that's my favorite, man. They were always cool. they were always good. I think there was always alcohol at those events too. So that might have helped. Yeah, it helps. I'm sure. That's where I get most of my real confidence. You get the real. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and you get a lot of good chuckles out of that too. Talk about uh, your physical disciplines, man. Do you 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 working out? Is that is that part of the game for you? I am now. Yeah, yeah. Good for you. So that's actually I didn't want to walk out of the whole pandemic. Yeah. With like next to 19 pounds, I didn't want to carry the COVID 19. Totally. So I did lap today. I'm at like five six days a week. And, uh, but I need help. Like, uh, I went to a trainer and now I just, I have a really good buddy who's, he owns, uh, he owns a gym, um, in, uh, in the States. Yeah. He's all about nutrition and, and, and working out. Yep. It's, it, it's, you know, it's interesting. So at that money transmitting conference, I was talking about digital banking. Yeah. And like, you know, it's, it's likened to, to going to the gym, right? Uh, you kind of hate it. You, you have to do it. Yeah. Right. And then all of a sudden, you you're like oh wow this is kind of good you you like it and you see the rewards yeah and then you need to do it and so i was i was trying to refer to banks like hey you've kind of got to build these you know these these uh these digital products for customers then you like the rewards of it and now you realize that's where it's going yeah so i use that i use that analogy. analogy but then i'm at the point where now it's like if i if i don't go to the gym i'm ashamed of myself or or do laps or just anything to stay healthy yeah and 
surrounding myself with people, just like anything else, right? Any anything else, I go seek people that that's important to them. Yeah. Because I didn't like it. Yep. Right. To start, I really did not like going in. Yeah. And and, and just, I'm like, can I just take a pill? Yeah. And like, I can <laughs> call it good. And 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 now I really enjoy it. Good. And I'm I'm not rocking the house. I'm not you know max muscles over here no, like man, uh, like no. you are. But, no good. But, but I get after it, and I and like I, I I like anything else, man. If I if I put in a full effort, and I can hang my hat on and go, okay, I'm 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 walking out of there, and my muscles are sore, and I, I did a proper workout. Like I feel I feel better about myself. Good man. But it's like a good that self aspiration. So good for you, I love it. Yeah, our buddy Tommy, man, when he uh when he drives up in the morning, he's been on this push up challenge kick, and uh, so he gets he gets here in the morning, drives his truck up, and and the three kids get out, and and he gets out, and he and I will drop down and hit some push ups in the in the parking lot. We hold up the rest of the traffic of, of everybody dropping their kids off, and, oh, and obviously, yeah, obviously, yeah, you're, you're, yeah, you're, yeah, but uh, <laughs> but it's great, man. No, I I, I love that. It's how many a, so how many push ups you do? Who who wins? How oh, I just let him. I just let him. T- I mean, I love I love Tommy Christie. Yeah, but uh, shout out to Tommy, but. All right. So how I many, like, how many, what's the contest? Where do you guys get to? So he, I, he, what's I will say, I will, I want to just give him props, man. I think he is up to a pretty solid 35, 40 in a row before he's going to tap out. Um, so, which is, which is rad. So I just, I'm along for the ride and, and I just, I support, See, thing. I, I support him on that. you got to take a height weight ratio with him. <laughs> you can't just go straight like, like 35, 40 for me. I'm six foot four, six foot five. And yeah. I don't know how much I weigh, but it's definitely more than you and Tom Christie. It's, so like, there's gotta be a, uh, yeah, there's this uh, even stuff out. I'm just, yeah. yeah. Let uh, me ask you something. You ever see an old tall guy? I never see any old tall people. I feel like we die. <laughs> <laughs> like, have you, have yeah. you really, like all the people wow, that I dude. know that are old are short. Yeah, I'm trying to think of any old tall. I know some guys, but yeah, I mean they're like you know maybe max six six one. You may be pancaking your ass out of here early, dude. I don't know. <laughs> 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 you, you you may be. God, maybe that's why yeah, that article. Seventy five. Just I'm done working. That's straight to the grave. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> That's so fun. I've never been so happy to be five two or whatever I am. Five nine. Um, that's awesome. The uh, fifth question that comes in is about school. Well, we've been and we've been talking about school too. But uh, what would you change? I'm going to leave it pretty open end. What would you change about school? School as we know it. <laughs> yes, sir. No, it, it yep. doesn't. It doesn't need to exist. Yep. It's it, it's uh, my kids call it, and they don't go, but they call it. Uh, seven cruel hours of our lives. I love it. It's just, it's just, it's, it's. Look, man, I remember going to school, mm-hmm. and it was, it, your 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 body's changing, right? It's so Dude. uncomfortable. Yes. And, and by the way, I talk to my kids about that stuff. Yeah. Right. And it's great to have that natural conversation. I'm not sending them off to go feel weird and like have teacher like we 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 just talk about. It. I'm like, yeah, look, yeah, my, my body's getting older. It's changing. Uh, this is how your body's going to change, and and everybody's does. Yeah. So don't feel special about it. Yeah. It's it's everything. Um, no, I don't. I don't see a necessity in. I, I just would get rid of it. It's it's an arbitrary. It's 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 failed yep. miserably. Right. The the. I mean, I have strong opinions on how it's structured, the politics behind it, the infrastructure, the the. 
the way capital is used and distributed yep. and how it's how how children kind of become pawns you and i spoke about this when we had coffee yep. and um no it's 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 a sickness but like what, what do parents do yeah. um how do they handle it yep. um but I don't, I don't know, man. I mean, like, look, some people fit into that, right? My wife, when she was going to school, she loved it. She yeah. learned. She, she went through it. So I, I, I don't know, man. I, I feel like there's, I couldn't, right? Yeah. I, I'm not, I, I, I don't know if you know this. I didn't graduate from Chico State. I didn't know that until we got coffee. Yeah, I walked, and then I had like a couple classes to do, yeah. and then I kind of had this whole. Um, existential crisis i yeah. was reading a few books and i'm just like i if i go back then i'm a cheat because i cheated throughout because i couldn't do it yeah and i, I maybe i could have it just I, i'm like i would pick up a book and i would read i read the walmart book right yeah. I, I just wanted to read it yep. i just was at a time where i wanted to consume that and i went i was back in chico yeah. just at a coffee shop people be like oh did you read that for econ class i'm like no no i'm just reading it yeah they're like oh okay i'm like well have you read it yeah well, and I said, what do you think? And everybody would say the same thing. Oh, I read it for e-com. I'm like, well, well, but how did you like it? Well, I had to read it for the class. Right. And, and when you're given, and I've, I've come to my belief is you can only learn stuff you want to. That's right, man. Like if you want to talk about World War II, Roman history, all kinds of stuff, I'll spend hours with you. Mm -hmm. Not because I learned it in school, mm -hmm. but because I love learning about it. I, I really enjoy it. Yep. And so... Um, I try to, at least with my kids, I try to figure out what they like yeah. to learn and then draw that out. But not every parent, and there's nothing wrong with it. Not every parent's like designed that way. Yeah. Right. Not every parent's uh, going to be engaging that way. Although I think they should try. Yeah. I think that's, that's, that's like, they, they should, they should try. If you're going to be a parent, like you should, you should try to engage yep. with your kid and figure out what they like. Yep. And then. Just play to that, but so uh, having having a child with with autism mm -hmm. um, kind of shattered all my thinking on everything. Mm -hmm. And I read a book by this guy Ron Kaufman, who's like starts the book off. He's like, "Yeah, I used to have autism," and it's uh, and I mean, he had a, an amazing course. My wife went to, and it's no drugs or any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. It's all about getting in, figuring out what your kids are about engaging with them on their level and then bringing them out and making them want to, to, mm. to figure out how to communicate and how to engage. And this guy's like, I didn't talk till I was five. This is a methodology my parents developed. And I mean, you're having a fluid conversation and uh, thankfully wow. my son on the, the higher spectrum, yeah. he's, 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 he's easier. I've seen a lot, a lot of people that have a lot harder than we do, sure. but um, that methodology, I was like, that, that makes sense. And I was big on, I'm like, kid's got an amazing memory yeah like, he does not forget a thing yeah nothing not a date you can ask him what john adams's birthday what his wife's name was and what her birthday is and he'll tell you and so i'm like let's just load him with academics and after my wife went to the course she's like who cares if he knows all this stuff yeah if, if you can't make friends what good's his life like right. what good of a life is he gonna have yeah so i'm like okay let's just foster that and figure out how and like Dude, the kids, like, we had, a, not this Thanksgiving, but a couple years ago, we had, like, 50 people over. And he goes up to the microphone. We had a big karaoke set. And he's like, hey, I just want to thank everybody for coming. And, like, people are sitting around. He's like, hey, I want to make a toast. I mean, like, just engages That's like you awesome. wouldn't believe. 
Yeah, so it's that's awesome. I, I don't know. I mean, I I think what you're doing with school is amazing. Like, I I'm not just saying that because you're my friend and I'm here with you. Like, I really think that it's amazing and it's it's a necessity. I'd like to if there's school, I'd say options. Because yeah. not every one kid is fit to sit in a class, go pass through the day, read something, and regurgitate it. Right. Um, and and it's it's lobotomizing creativity. That's it. Man. And then there's like there's violence. I mean, right. you throw the, I went to school with right. like thousands of kids yep. and it was like, all right, let's go. We're going to buy drugs and we're going to fight yep. and we're going to try and get laid. That's right. And once we figure out what that is. And that's right? cool. That's it. it. I'm still working that's on figuring it. that out. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, dude. One of these days, my wife's going to tell me I've that, done it right. You're going <laughs> to. <laughs> or, or maybe you haven't. I don't know. Um, but yeah, yeah dude. I, no. Yeah. I mean good on you guys for for parenting that way that's exactly that is the problem you know you said your wife enjoyed it and she you know did fine and she learned it but i always you know i always go back to i mean i I did too i enjoyed it fine but i enjoyed it because of all the stuff you just mentioned right there not because of anything else and i knew how to play the game so i had the teachers off my back i got my straight a's without having to think or work um really to do it you know i just knew how to play the game but it didn't get me anywhere i didn't come out and have anything to offer the world at all and that was true for chico too i mean to be honest i mean i learned a little more through all the other social experiences through work through all that kind of stuff but i didn't it wasn't anything that i took away from it from an academic standpoint that was you know and that was it and so then going into education and, and i think many teachers are like this too you go in there altruistically you're like i'm going to change everything i'm going to change the world i'm going to change it you go in there for all the right reasons and you realize you're in this system that is designed to prevent you from doing precisely that because we're not feeding into these kids we're not trying to figure out who each one of them is and just go dude you don't need to, you know the standards are a freaking joke you and i are the same age so we better know all the same stuff at the exact same time that's that's ridiculous no you go be a ninja at building what you're being i'm gonna be a ninja at building this and that's what's gonna make the world go around and we need to start doing that early you know with like, could kids. you imagine if your parents took you out of school at like 12 right and said, we're going to find out what you're good at. Yeah. And then we're going to, you're going to commit to the next 50 years of that's doing right. that. That's right. And then figuring that out and engaging with you, finding out, and look, that's, that means you stick with it. Like people evolve, but at least developing that mindset. That's right. My God, if my dad took me out of school at 14 is like, look, read this script. Yeah. You're going to be on the phone making 200 calls a day selling. Here's a book on sales. Here's video on sales. Here's what you're going to sell. So now we're going to learn contracts and yeah. getting to the next level. Like my, like what an impact, what a difference. Changes life would everything, like. dude. Changes everything. Everything. Uh, yeah. So rad, dude. No, we got it. We had a, a young lady here who, who we started working with and we're like, look, we think you're, you're a phenomenal communicator. We need to get you um, communicating in, in a, in a uh, kind of a more profound fashion. And so we kind of pushed her a little bit into um, doing some public speak during these exhibitions, doing some public, public speaking, getting her on stage. And she was, she kind of could see it, but she was a little nervous about it too, but she did it. She crushed it. Um, so which gave her the taste, you know, that was that success, right. To, to, to build on. So she wanted to do it again the next time. So we had the next exhibition. She actually was the MC for that exhibition. And then also did, um, you know, another public speaking gig there and ended up having a, um, a woman in the crowd who's like, Hey, I'm putting on a Ted talk and, and I need you there. Um, like you're going to go on stage. So all of a sudden, because she's willing to step out of that, she's starting to go, okay, this is kind of the skill set I have. And this is really what's kind of getting me fired up. 
we're focusing all of her projects around a speaking component because she doesn't know exactly where that's going to go, but she wants to have that in in her life. And now she's going to get this rad opportunity. She's going to be on stage doing a, a TED Talk, which is something that people dream of doing, you know, and she's going to get up there and do it as a teenager. And, and who knows what doors that's going to open, but that's it. It's focusing on what is your innate superpower, man. Let's just friggin' unlock that. We need to look at our kids like that from day one. Oh. Yeah, that's amazing. So rad. So rad, cool. dude. Um, so if you had a young person that was coming to you and was like, hey, man, I want to like, so uh, Go Lance is, you know, is, is uh, it's about freelancing, but I want to come work for you directly. What do you want to see from that youngster that would make you go, okay, man, I might take a chance on them. Work, work for me directly? Yeah, they want to come work directly for you. Like a whole mentory type work. Whatever thing. that looks like. So they're like, man, where do you need help as far as as far as Golance goes or building another side? But whatever that looks like, I just want to come work for Michael Brooks. What do you want to see from a young person that would make you maybe take a chance? Whether they're just coming out of high school, maybe they're just coming out of college, and they're like, man, I, I want to come work for you. Yeah, they would have to be the biggest pain in the ass I ever met. Yeah. Right. Because that, that's, that, uh, I, got, I, got, I got a job in radio. And I'll tell you, what, it was for this guy, Tom Likas, who was a big radio star. And okay. I loved his show. Yeah. And, uh, and I was the pain in the ass. It was before, it was like before Chico. Okay. Whatever. I, like I went to Chico, then I went back, did this radio job, and then I went back to Chico. But it was, uh, I, I call, I just asked everybody in LA if they knew anybody that worked there. And then finally I got someone who's like, yeah, I know the executive producer had his card in his pocket. And I met everywhere I would go. I would just say, Hey, you know, anyone that works at Tom Likey show, everyone, like I was, I must have been, <laughs> yeah. it was weird. Yeah. Right. So they one, they'd have yeah. to be weird. Yeah, totally. Yeah. To be weird. And then somebody had the guy's card in his pocket. This is Gary Zabransky. He's like, yeah, here's the guy's card. And it's my friend. I'm like, Oh, so I called ding, the ding, guy. Ding. Yeah. He me. I, I wanted an intern there, uh, called him once a week, once a day, just like thinking go rich. Like yeah, I yeah, read that part yeah. and, it, and then I just called him every hour and left a message. And finally he goes, okay, come, come to work. And so I showed up. He's like, dude, I, we don't even have an internship, <laughs> but we'll give it to you. That's <laughs> it awesome. Was, it was awesome. I didn't want to be in radio, but like I had to have that certain weird yeah. commitment, like, Hey, I'm here. I'm not leaving. Yeah. And uh, so, so yeah, to, to be a little weird, a little creative, um, I would say that that would, that would have to be it because there's weird stuff. Yeah. Like, like there's, there's like nothing we do really nothing you do when you're, when you're building a business or trying to make something work that somebody hasn't done or even somebody has, but you're trying to do it a little different. It, it's, there's so much insecurity and yeah. you have to be able to just be like, no, I, I like just blind faith. I believe I'm going to be able to make this happen. Yep. And sometimes that's humbling yourself. And sometimes it's sitting in a room and waiting and entertaining yourself yeah. and being respectfully. And sometimes it's just being a big pain in the ass. I love it. So, dude. Yeah. I love it. I that's rule number one. Pain yeah, in the ass. Pain in the ass. I love it. Um, so the next question is about uh, being counterculture. So the question that came through is my favorite one on the list is what is a piece of common knowledge that everybody knows is true? But Michael goes, yeah, but I fully disagree. And, and you I always get into politics. What was that? We're about to go into politics. Politics. <laughs> We're about, what's common knowledge that everybody thinks is true, but I know different. Yep. Where are you, where are you completely counterculture? And school was obviously one of those things because we're saying, you know, and that's for me, 
and that's where I always go with that too, is as a career educator, I always tell people school, school. Yeah. I don't even know if that's counterculture anymore. I can't sell college. Yeah. Wouldn't wouldn't do it. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Like, like flat out. Yeah. Not into it unless they're, they've really shown what my kids really show a commitment to something that you need college for. I have no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm completely against that waste of time. Yeah. It was a part, not a waste of time. Had a blast. Sure. Right? Had a good time. But like, if I want to go on a five year vacation, yeah. Like, why am I send my kid on a five year vacation? Totally. To start life. Yeah. No, no, I'll, I'll take that. Show up for a couple classes, take a few notes. Yep. And then, uh, and then live a life of, um, live a life of Riley. Yeah. But, uh, no, so I'm, I'm with you there on the counterculture. I, I, I just, the concept of, a of a good, of, of this, the school. And then another thing is any academics whatsoever. It doesn't fit everybody. It's, it's not the only way to happiness yep. and wealth and prosperity in life. So that, that would, that would be. That would be uh, the, the way. I love it, man. Couldn't agree more. And we can get, dude, how quickly you can get a loan to, to go to college, take out a loan for 200 grand and go do that. But, you know, you try to get 10 grand for a kid to, to go start a business and go, to, that's, just, that's not happening. That's an issue. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm with you, man. With you all the way on, with you all the way on, on, uh, on the college side. So you get a legacy, you get a legacy quote, you get something to put on your head. We, we've already determined that tall guys die earlier. So if, <laughs> so God comes down and goes, all right, Michael, um, by the way, 43 is actually the end of the road. If you're six, four, 43 is 43 is it. <laughs> so you are coming up on it. So we're going to put that headstone in the ground and you get to leave something on that headstone. You get to leave a legacy quote, legacy thought, whether it's your own, whether it's somebody else's. What do you want to leave on on that headstone for people to remember you by? This is uh, yeah, a tough one. It's not a good one, no. but I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> Terrible. Um, going, building companies, being in, being in work of any kind, and probably anybody, especially being in business, if you try to do anything, sometimes you're going to feel wronged by people. Mm. Sometimes that's somebody that you love that's put you down. Mm -hmm. And I don't think revenge is, is, is a bad thing. I think it can be used to motivate you in the right direction, but you have to have rules for yourself. So I would say the two rules of, of my life are guided by revenge. My wife says I have a vengeful spirit. I like this. You're a vengeful spirit, but I have (laughs) rules that I, that I, that I live by. And the first rule is never seek revenge unless you can profit from it. Mm. And the second rule is always get revenge. But sometimes you have to accept that success is the best revenge. And sometimes that's it. And so I would say rule number one and rule number two would be on there is like, because it's like life that becomes a distraction. Somebody wrongs you, you, I don't know what it is in me. I don't know if it's how I raised. I don't know if it's because for whatever uh, I, you know, somebody hits you, you want to go hit it back. Right. But you have to have boundaries for yourself. And so my two rules is never seek revenge unless you can profit from it and always get revenge. 100% of the time, never not. But the caveat is sometimes you have to just accept uh, that, that massive success is the best revenge. So good. 
I love that. Dude. <laughs> I love that. That wasn't terrible. That was awesome. And I relate to that, man. I, I, I get that. Cause I have definitely, um, you know, I feel like I've been in those scenarios where I, I think I end up going to those places more in, um, the physical side of things too. And I will, I will use, you know, on a day that I'm just like, dude, I'm not working out. I'm not going to dry, you know, uh, where I'm feeling sorry for myself on the physical side of stuff. I will go to, um, some, some darker, pl- I will go to fights that I lost, you know, in competition. I will go to, um, you know, people that, people that wronged me. And I will use that as motivation usually to push through on the physical side, but I can absolutely see that being the same thing, um, you know, on the business side of that. And I love that success is the best revenge. It's absolutely true. Yeah. Sometimes that's all you get. Oh, that's good, man. That's good. I don't think Happiness that was, too. I don't think that was terrible at all, dude. I think that was great. Well, you know, on my tombstone, it's going to talk about vengeance. Yeah. But, uh, that's, okay. that's who I am. <laughs> that's all right. Oh, that's rad. Um, so, there's the the last before the before we get to where we can find more of, of you and and I want you to make sure you promo the books and all that stuff too. Anybody else that you like that young people you think young people should take a look at? We know we you know we're talking about taking pieces from other people. Is there anybody that that you kind of look at right now? Whether it's like hey check these guys out on social, what these guys are doing with this company? Yeah, your roster of podcasts, man. You've got some amazing podcasts. Thank guys. you, man. Yeah, I've seen it. You got Gary V, Dennis Prager. Yeah, I understand not everybody likes his politics, sure. but a wise man, um, very wise. Yeah, like there's it's just you, you. You've got a good roster, man, and, and then uh, the little snippets. I would say don't necessarily look for the for the person. Yeah, look for the authenticity in the person. Mm. Right. That's that's yep. and 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 then being and and the number one person that people should look at is in the mirror. Right. And ask them, am I being authentic? Am I being real? Am I being honest? Um, and because it's, yeah, we all go to these dark places. We all have these, these things where, and especially when insecurities bubble up and you're like, you know, either you want revenge or you don't feel good enough or you put on, I love that post you did on Facebook about the mask. This is the time where the masks come off. That's right, man. That was, that was some powerful stuff. And it's like, but take your phone mask off first. That's right. Look in the mirror, know thyself, be the best mentor to yourself Bingo. by just constantly questioning yourself and asking yourself, dude, am I being real here? Am I being yep. honest? Yep. Is this, is this really what I want as a result in my life? Yep. Who has this result ever worked for? Who has this methodology ever worked for? That's right. And like spending some time alone reflecting and I, this is another little mm. fun parenting technique when my kids would cry over something stupid right i'd say oh no no you i know i get it you're upset let me take you to the person that handles it and i would sit him in front of the mirror i'd be like there you go talk <laughs> to that person that's right that's exactly <laughs> right man that's exactly yeah. right that's they right to see who they are yes dude see yes. what they're putting see there see what see what they're putting out see the message that they're putting out in the world with their expressions and their 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 frustrations and it's like how's that helping anybody this is this is the person that's going to help you that's exactly (laughs) right dude our number one rule in our house is to be honest but starting with yourself it's not just about the honesty of the of the conversation it's not just the honesty of i'm going to make sure i tell you the truth i'm going to tell my wife's truth i'm going to tell her the truth no it's it starts with that person you're looking in the mirror and tell the truth tell the truth about who you are take that mask off because a lot of these folks, it's great. People are wearing masks now, but people have been wearing masks for years and years and years. Um, and, and as soon as, you know, at the point now, or as soon as you get a hint of somebody is 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 putting on a mask in front of you, dude, I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. I got nothing for it. 
nothing no for blood it. for that no sir nope it's all about the authenticity i love it dude so where do we go to hear more about what you got going on talk about the books talk about go lance where do we go uh, i got a book out uh, remote it it's about winning with freelancing so if people uh it's really more for for people who don't uh, who don't really know how to manage remote teams. Yeah, and so it's an easy read, simple read. It's like four bucks on Kindle. Yeah, so uh, it's just a great way to kind of get your head around. Uh, I try to keep it around culture. It's it's something long before long before this year. I focused on remote work culture. Yep, and because it's such a powerful it's such a powerful tool right being able to work and tap talent all around the world yeah. um i mean it's just the 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 people you get to work with the dedicated i mean i have people i've worked with for seven eight years i've never met in person yeah and, and they're just but i love them yep. and i care about them and trying to, to to bring that culture in with people that you've never actually physically shook hands with was a foreign concept yeah uh, now people are kind of digesting that so uh that, that the book helps with that I, cool. I think there's some good nuggets there our freelancing company is golance golancing we uh we we help connect clients to freelancers and find talented people um and then uh that's uh that's the two the two and, big things and, that we're doing and the best in the biz around it too man best in the Thanks. biz yeah absolutely man grateful for you brother so glad we got to got to connect not just on this man but just reconnecting in general and love, love. Big, question, big question we need to come out and visit in puerto rico i know come dude on. i know no you're right i got a villa here for you i know anytime you come i know dude i know no i got i legit know um i got <laughs> these i got it got to make it happen we've got i can give all the excuses in the world because there's going to be i was like we got a couple campuses and all this stuff but dude there's always going to be an excuse not to do it and you got to get out there you're right 100 percent all right. Well, hopefully you can get it done this year. Yeah, Bring the man. family. Yeah, dude. We got plenty of room. Oh, I love you. You're the best, dude. <laughs> I love you too, brother. Dude, I would be remiss if I did not say we are going to pancake ourselves out of here. That was awesome. Uh, so great to connect with him. Check out the book. Check out Go Lance uh, and see what Mr. Michael Brooks is up to. And as always, thank you guys for listening to The Essential 11. See you next time.